When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Monday after a holiday weekend. I'm feeling pretty fresh. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, I don't, you know, I've had the past two weeks be really like three day weeks. That was great. So this week I am easing into a full five day week and, um, you know, I think it'll be okay. I feel okay. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like a real sprint until the next lull where nobody really does anything for a few weeks. So I feel like we can power, we can power through. Right. Totally. Um, what was I going to say? I consumed so much content this weekend. Like Literally, I'm about to make a list of everything I watched, and I'm going to rate it with different stars. I saw House of Gucci. It was, it was um, okay. I don't want to be like it was so good because like yeah. it was like I don't want to be like oh I don't want people to think that I think this is like a high quality movie, but it was <laughs> really entertaining. Yeah, and you know. I, I recommend seeing it. Yeah. It was, I was, was going to see it last night with friends, but I had like, I didn't have like a real COVID scare, but it's like a great excuse to like not do things is to have a pregnant friend because like you're feeling a little <laughs> bit off and it's like, well, I don't, I mean, I had just been on a plane and I didn't feel good. So I was like, it, it was real, but I thought it was like, man, being in a pandemic with a lot of pregnant friends, you never, ha- you, it's very easy to find an excuse, like to totally. not have to do anything. <laughs> Totally. I actually have – I don't think I have any pregnant friends. They have all popped the babies out, and now we're mm-hmm. in a lull, and I guess now we're going to be moving on to round two. So yeah. we'll see. Oh, my we'll God. See. That's crazy. Multiple, multiple. Another pregnancy oh. announcement season, and then, you know – although, I'll be honest, I didn't see too many, like, pregnancy announcements and engagements this weekend on Insta. That's true. This Did is you? usually a pretty rife time. No, none. Right. But we did see announcements of the new um, – Variant, which they conveniently <laughs> saved until Friday. <laughs> yes, we're pleased to announce we've welcomed Omicron to join the family. I watched a lot of content too. You had been telling me to watch um, American Crime Story Impeachment, and I'm obsessed. It's we so should, good. We should, we should talk totally about do it. like a well, we'll release it over like the holidays or something. We good, should, uh, yeah. We should do a review because that way it'll give more people time to watch. Did yes. you watch it straight through? Pretty much, pretty much, because I it, it's very rarely that I watch a show and I, like, crave watching it again. But, like, the biggest takeaway I've had, which I did not know and I don't think it's been sold this way, is, like, it's a show about women and their relationships to each other and themselves. Like, it's about Monica. It's about Linda. It's about Hillary. And it's just so good. 
I'd love right. it. The men do feel sort of superfluous a little bit. Um, yeah, Bill Clinton is definitely quite like a presence and he's in it a lot, but it's like, it's not about him. What did you think of Clive Owen? Okay, I think you told me you didn't think he was great. I thought he nailed it. I agree that I don't think he and he and Beanie Feldstein had like that much chemistry, but I also think that like, I, I think that what I also love about it is that because Monica Lewinsky was so involved in executive produced, like you feel like you can trust it. You know that the things that the character is saying, like she approved it. She said this was fine. And it's not just like people trying to take advantage of her, of her story. But that's also why like, it's not very sexy. And I think that maybe that was part of like the, the design, like there's nothing sexy about, they don't show you anything sexy about their interactions. So for me, it's like their lack of chemistry kind of helped with that aspect of it. But I don't know. I liked him. I thought he had a good accent. Well, okay. Here's what, here's what bothered me about that. Like, Clive Owen's really hot, but he didn't, like, like you're saying, he didn't, like, exude sex the way the real Bill Clinton does. You That's know what very I mean? true. Like, they don't have he was def- the same. I, he was a, yeah, he was almost a little repulsive to me. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we're looking at, like, like we're, his play was, like, how we look at him now. But, like, Bill Clinton was so fucking hot and sexy in the 90s. I feel like we're <laughs> saying that <Sammy>. now. <laughs> I was like an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's like with Bill Clinton. Like Bill Clinton has like a unique nose that wouldn't traditionally be considered attractive, but it made him like ugly hot in a way in the face. And like oh, when you put ugly. it on, I don't know. I feel like there's something about his presence that when you put it, it, it works for him and it makes him sexy. But if you put it on Clive Owen, it's like you're just making Clive Owen less sexy. No, it wasn't. Honestly, it's not that like he didn't look good. It's the the energy. Like he, like Bill Clinton, like looks like he's gonna, like fuck anyone in sight. (laughs) And Clive Owen, like didn't have that, didn't have that like that energy. That's why they didn't have chemistry. I think, which bothered me because it's like you're like she's throwing it all away for this gross guy. (laughs) Like no, but that wasn't what he was like at the time. Like Mm -hmm. they probably did have like wild chemistry let's be real you know yeah yeah i actually did meet bill clinton once on a tarmac when i was interning for the hillary campaign so i was like driving i might have driven him i think i did drive him like a very short distance like between like a restaurant and um and the airport and i was like i remember it was in 2008 and she was not gonna win uh but i remember saying to him like because they were so nice they would meet everybody and say hello and i was like Oh, I'm, he asked where I was from, and I said North Carolina, and he was like, "Oh, that's great." And I said, "Yeah, I think we'll definitely like win that in the general." Talking about like Hillary, and he just had this look on his face, like that's not going to happen. This is over. <laughs> <laughs> like it just sort of this defeat across his face, like, uh huh. Like at that point, like Obama had taken it; it, it was not going to happen. But uh, it's it's so funny what like you would have thought to say. I guess maybe at the time I would have said that too, but I feel like now I'd just be like, so. <laughs> I would, I would, I would even, I wouldn't even like try to be professional. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only episode we'll talk, we'll yeah, we'll dedicate in a whole episode. But I did not love the Hillary episode, even though I love Uh-oh. Edie Falco and I love Hillary Clinton. But that episode had some, and again, I think it's because like knowing who was involved and who consented to what was happening, like we don't really know what would happen there. But yeah, yeah we'll dedicate, we'll dedicate an episode to that and let us know. Um, DM me what other kind of like year end content would be fun. We're going to have a lot of episodes to prep and it's been, it's been quite a year. A lot has happened that we can revisit and reflect yeah. on. Is it November? Holy shit. It's November. It's I just December have to tell you, in a couple days. Right. Oh God. Yesterday Kay sent me like, she had a memory on Facebook and the memory was from January 6th, 2019. And I was just like, trigger date. 
<laughs> yeah. You can't, you, you can't put this, it said it like on it. I was like, oh, that's what oh, I man. had no idea. It was one of the Golden Globes. And I was oh, like, yeah. and I was thinking, like, oh, oh my God, that Such was what we were doing times. two years before. Such but it was still the Trump times. administration. It was still horrible. It was horrible. So, it's yeah. been intense since 2016, Sammy, and it's almost 2022. 15. Our- Nervous systems have been, yeah, have been in overdrive for a long time, which I think has informed our reactions to this variant news. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes. But beyond that, too, since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We're going to discuss the minimal facts we have available right now. I mean, even actual doctors are like, we don't know that much, so certainly as as podcast hosts, there's there's very little we can say, but we've reached out to some of the doctors we've had on in the past to answer your questions about what we do know later this week. So whenever we hear about a new variant, everyone immediately freaks out that it could evade vaccines and cause more severe illness than prior versions. Alpha and Delta were both more contagious than OG COVID, but both, they didn't ultimately, when you look at the data from the entire waves, they didn't lead to more severe hospitalizations or more deaths. Early data about Omicron would suggest that will be the case here. There are even some encouraging signs that the illness that Omicron causes is more mild. But there's also concern that the many mutations here could allow Omicron to evade the vaccine. So everything that is potentially positive about this and potentially negative, like there's both. So we're ending up at at a neutral place. 
Fauci stressed over the weekend that it's still COVID-19 and we have COVID-19 shots. So it's the same disease. So it's likely that no variant can render our vaccines entirely ineffective. And we remember that like these vaccines were, are so effective to begin with. Like remember at the beginning, they're like, we really hope this is at least like 60 to 70% effective. Like most are, that's that would be great. And they ended up being 95. So if ours go down to that, like we're still very, very protected. In South Africa, severe cases have been concentrated among those who are not fully vaccinated, which is a good sign. And President Biden has been told it will be about two weeks until we have reliable, actionable data about Omicron. 14 days to, what was it? Days to stop the spread. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Throw the churches open on Easter. (laughs) On on Christmas, actually. On Christmas, Um, that would be perfect. Okay. I really, when I saw this, I was like, I saw it, you know, I saw it everywhere. All of a sudden, it's like Friday morning. It was everywhere. Friday, yeah. And I was trying to like compartmentalize like how much of this is like actually cause for concern, like for sure, versus like they're, the media needs something to cover. And like when you see it a bunch of places, it becomes scarier. And so I was trying to just sort of like calibrate my reaction that way. And I vow to not freak out until I know there's something to freak out about because I've been vaccinated three times. Right. And Same. I trust my I, I trusted my ability to keep myself safe. You know. Right. So we'll yeah, we yeah. just gotta see. And I pers- I think also we really want this to go away. COVID is dangerous for everybody, but if this is sort of part of the process of it becoming endemic, like I never you haven't had COVID, right? No. No, I haven't yeah. either. Have you had a cold or anything? Um, Like mild. Like yeah, not so really... I haven't been sick for two years. So like the idea of getting a mild case of COVID freaks me out because I haven't been sick. I've been hearing about sicknesses. So it's like, I, I, I'm with you, Sammy. Like this news has really tested my emotional regulation strategies. And I think that's the case for some countries too. Well, I, um, well, I do think that like there is – think about like who Bennett like, – there's a benefit in this being everywhere. It's not like just totally. random that people are talking about it. Like the media, frankly, like needs ratings and there are it's no ratings. Per- it's a perfect no storyline. We can't all uh, yeah. talk about Christine Quinn's questionable pregnancy. <laughs> or or Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And it happened right before, like what a storyline, right before, you know, biggest holiday, 50 million people traveled on Sunday or something. Like that can really hype people up when people probably aren't watching watching your your news channels because they're trying to spend time with family. There's no incentive to keep calm, frankly. Right, exactly. But, I mean, obviously there has been some hysteria. Countries, including the U.S., have barred entry for nearly all foreign nationals who were in eight Southern African countries in the last two weeks. But these bans, kind of like the earlier ones, they exempt American citizens and permanent residents. So, like, I don't think those people are less likely to bring the variant over. And plus, Fauci is like, it's here. The variant is here. Um, the travel bans, there's been a lot of criticism of them, especially as they've come out again. And they even before this, they prompted criticism from doctors and public health experts who say they amount to arbitrarily banning travel and punishing South Africa for identifying the variant at all. South Africa, there's a there's a really it's I don't want to say it's funny, but it's just very explicit. There's a graph that shows cases and South Africa just has so many fewer cases than pretty much any country that has banned it. And public health experts have said there is, isn't a lot of utility with these bans. The variant is already on the loose. There was a case found in a person in Belgium who had not been to Southern Africa. I think it's like news bits like this that are that are like high key triggering because hearing about like, oh, there's one case found. This is how the pandemic rolled out. So we're like back to that like 
really scary, traumatic early period where it's unpredictable and we don't know what's going to happen. I think whenever these variants, we people react as if we're back to square one, which right. is which is not the case. We're not back to the day, you know, the day before the virus be- became right. a thing, but we're not at square one either. Also, a travel ban does nothing unless people mask and are vaccinated. Exactly. Like, this is so... That's what all the studies found. I mean, the whole time, like, has it, no one learned? Because but no then how one- do you know if it's even the travel ban or the mask? Because I was reading studies about this this morning, and they're like, well, travel bans only worked if you were also isolating, quarantining, and masking. Like, well, how do you know it wasn't just those that were working? Like, well, why, would a tra- why would a travel ban work when you could, like... It, it just doesn't really make sense because the air – like, because it's already spread. So it's, like, it's right. already in Germany. So are you going to ban – you going to ban the whole EU? We're not banning the EU. You know, it right. doesn't really make sense. Like, you're banning the place it started, but you're not banning all the places it already is. And right. it also already let's, – let's wait six minutes till we find out that it's also here. <laughs> and then, like – Okay, so what? Why? Why are you banning? It's right. not. Also, have I don't cases. If I'm in South Africa, <laughs> and I didn't plan on being there long term, and I'm hearing, and I expected to go back to the U.S. at some point, and I'm hearing the U.S. is banning everybody, but you know, and I'm a permanent resident. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way the fuck back as soon as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you hadn't banned me, I'd just, I'd just chill out and wait it out. But no, you're telling right. me I might. Like they, I don't think there has ever been. Bans, and I might be mistaken on U.S. citizens from places, has no. there? Okay. No, never. The ban, then, right, yeah. exactly. The bans don't work because, like, pe- people from South Africa probably aren't coming here for fun. Like, <laughs> you, you, like it's not like you're saying no one can come in or out. That would that would maybe be effective. Would no, it maybe the flights been are taking off would- and landing. Like, people are testing positive on the flights. There's just – this if, is just, if in the beginning of the pandemic, no travel from any country to any other country had happened, exactly. maybe that would have worked. But by that, by the time, to- I mean, it's just so clearly part of the pattern of how the pandemic has been handled, which is completely illogically. Like, it's just there, none of the policies have really ever been logical at any point. Do you think that? Um, there is like a political benefit to these bans. Didn't people actually think that Trump made the right choice to people as in people polled and surveyed to, to shut down the border? Like maybe that's I mean, Fauci is for it. He's been like, it's a blunt instrument, but it's kind of all we have right now. But it does seem like it could cause more harm than good. I mean, I was reading you can imagine if there's like doctors in a country that is just not really <laughs> treated very well or served very well and they find a variant, they might just be like, you know what? I'm not going to – I'm going to – this is going to end up somewhere else anyway, and we don't right. want our country to be punished for for being honest about what we found. Right. I think the reaction is like banning all travel. It's like why don't we – why don't we hold off for a second? Like why don't we see what's happening? Why don't we continue – like also you can't come into the, the United States without a negative test already, even if you're vaccinated. I'm not an epidemiologist, and if and if Fauci says it's a good idea, like I generally trust that. But like, I just think the whole way that the pandemic has been handled has been this is very much aligned with it. Like, yes, just completely like blanket policies that don't really always like align with the science. And I don't know. I just it, it is political, but like I don't know if it's political in a good way or a bad way because I thought that the COVID restrictions are the reason the Democrats lost in the right. in not the midterm, the the 
the past election that happened like a week right. ago. <laughs> like I thought that people don't like the COVID restrictions and that that's hurting Democrats. So I just don't really like. Yeah, but they if you throw in xenophobia, it's fine. If you're banning travel from <laughs> Africa, they don't care. Right. Okay. Right. I right. guess fair because it's from Africa. So, so people are like, yeah, now. that's banned just in any application, apparently. The dump. What about Europe? They're every oh, like, yeah, almost is- every European country already has it. I don't want to ban travel from Europe. I'm trying to go to Paris the week between Christmas and New Year's. But um <laughs> I think what this reaction and and this is why I think I've had a pretty like emotional reaction to it is because it's just it's just reminding us, like, this is the way we live now, because when these things happen, it's like, like I said, it's like, we're not at square one, but we're not, you know, the months before the pandemic either. Like, this is our new normal. We might have mutations popping up that are less, hopefully less contagious. Maybe they get smarter and more, but but likely less uh, severe in illness, just like, just like forever. I mean, in the worst case scenario, not like worst, worst, but in like the likely worst case scenario, we basically like this does evade some of our vaccine and they got to make new ones, which would take a couple of months because they already have the blueprint. We get them early next year. But like, Sammy, I don't want to do that. I'm tired no, of that. I'm I so tired think, of this. Right, I know. You want to have your wedding. I don't think we're going to – I don't think this is going to – I. If I, well, I think bet. even if this does go crazy, I can have my wedding because it's like we're just going to yeah. have to get vaccinated Small constantly. wedding. Right. I don't think – honestly, I think this is going to turn – I hope I don't eat my words, but I truly believe this is going to be turn out to be overblown. And there's also now these, like, antiviral pills. True. Like, we're – look, I, I think that, like, if I had to tip the scales, I'm tipping it in the favor of optimism rather than pessimism. And, like, Me too. you know that I'm not always going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in this case – I do think it is going to be okay. But I also think like we we need to like place our emotional response like within the reality of like who benefits from freaking out. Yeah. Exactly. I just yeah. I'm so sick of bad things happening. <laughs> like I just I can't. But I yeah. feel like we're reacting to this variant as if it were like you know d- November 2020. But it's November 2021, and a lot has changed. We have a lot that we can – we have a lot more tools right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's like – I mean, this reminds me of, like, when you go to therapy and they're, like, work through the worst-case scenario, and then sometimes that helps because you're like, okay, I can see all the steps that we could take. But it still forces you to, like, look at that and be like, fuck, this is life now. The worst-case scenario, in my opinion, is a new pandemic, this is like right. not oh, the worst case scenario, like <laughs> which I like, think is very likely, but I have not right. do not want to that, that. That's what I'm, like that's what I mean. I'm like I'm like I'm not really worried about like this variant near, <laughs> nearly as it. much as I am worried about like a potential new problem. Like I'm already right. on to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this number I feel like we don't repeat the numbers as much, but the number is crazy, Sammy. Seven hundred and eighty-two thousand people have died in the United States since early 2020 from this. And every time we get, you know, a, a bad news flare up like this, it's just I think back to the beginning when I just could not wrap my head around the fact that 100,000 people might die. 
We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So let's uh, let's pivot to a related topic, which is the economic recovery. This this also is related in terms of how it relates to COVID, and there are some perception versus reality issues here. As I've been was working on this outline, I really don't want to make it sound like um, I think or these stats suggest people aren't hurting. We're just looking at like how the economy, what parts of it are good and what parts of it are bad and what parts get magnified in our day-to-day life that make us sort of how we perceive it. And that's different for every single person. It's very different for like me who doesn't drive or buy gas than somebody who has like a 40-minute commute who is like really like probably has a lot less money to live on because of gas. Yeah. Right. So I want to note I got so much of this information from a great episode of The Daily from November 18th. It was called What's Happening with the American Economy. So obviously, people are very mad at Biden and Democrats about having to pay more money for frequent expenses like gas and groceries. I know there's there's so many things. Like, I know you can't get a couch for like a year. Over Thanksgiving, it was really funny because we'd just be in Target and would hear people calling like, uh, can you look for a grapefruit at Walmart? I, I can't find a grapefruit. Or people like, is there any peanut butter at at, <laughs> at CVS? Like just the you you start, you really, everybody feels it, I think, at this point. Like the random things, you're just like, oh, wow, I can't, I can't get the stuff I normally get. Right. I have like sort of just been ignoring it. Like, yeah, again, I mean, for me, me it's, yeah. it's, it's like low key, like, okay, I can't, I said on an episode, get my cashew butter. That's not really impacting right. my yeah. life, but, but service impulse suggests that it is really impacting people's perception and how they feel about the economy. Their sentiment about it is even lower than it was in March, 2020. According to a Gallup poll, 68% of Americans believe the economy is getting worse. 
This owes largely to all the inflation, which owes largely to the supply chain issues. Prices are up 6% from last year, and this is the steepest increase in 30 years. So this is real. Consumer spending, though, is also up that month, and that is adjusted for inflation. So retail sales are up 10% from a year ago. But Americans are really feeling the squeeze because it's impacting things they're buying the most, like gas, furniture, cars, food. A lot of like meat is more expensive. Okay, so now let's pivot to signs that the economy is doing okay. 80% of jobs lost during the pandemic are back. Unemployment is down to about 4.5%, and it was about 3.5% in February 2020, right before all this happened. The federal relief funds, I mean, the government has given out tons and tons of money, which has given people more money. It's allowed people to pay off credit card debt, for instance, have more savings, Um, maybe not directly related to this, but we know a lot of people have have left their jobs and might be living on savings for this period. Wages are going up as employers, not all across the board, but largely they're going up, especially because employers are struggling to staff their businesses, especially restaurants. And pauses on federal student debt payments have also helped people just have more money in their pocket. According to the New York Times, that episode I referenced, people are making and spending more money than they have in the history of the country. And this is true when you're considering inflation. So like, obviously, people are spending more money because they have to. Um, but this, even when you adjust for that, is, is accurate. So Sammy, why do we think there is so much pessimism despite, despite these statistics and this data suggesting the economy is maybe OK? OK, because, again, Speaking not as an economist, also someone who's <laughs> bad at math. Um, although, whatever, I don't think today on really the podcast two non-epidemiologists <laughs> and economists discuss <laughs> discuss their expertise in these areas. Yes. yes. Um, okay. I think, and I've kind of thought this for a while. You know, when people talk about like the economy, what they really mean is like like a set of numbers that economists study. Yeah. And that's kind of like the catch-all for the economy. Doesn't even sound like a real word anymore. Sort of reminds me of that South Park episode where they're like they're like bowing down to the economy. Do you ever see that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's exactly. So, what it is. Okay, so there's like the economists' economy, and then there's like the regular people's economy, or I don't want to even call it the economy. There's the social status, the socioeconomic status that regular people are experiencing. The the numbers that the economists study are fine. You know, those are the numbers you yeah. just said, and those are facts and whatever. But I think because like the socioeconomic situation, inequality is increasing. So the people who are – there's more people struggling. There's fewer people at the top. So the small chunk of people who are like able to get higher, you know, salaries, they're able to negotiate, they're able to get jobs, like the the higher – the labor market's good for them. So like that group of people is doing great and they're like, yeah. okay, it's more expensive, but like I can do it, but they're still like pissed that they're spending more, but yeah. they're, but they're fine. And yeah. that's what's like playing into those good stats. Then you have like the majority of people who weren't doing great before doing even worse now. Yeah. Maybe they're getting like some federal payments, but that's not covering most of their debt. Like, so, and they still have to pay off loans, I'm sure. So you have like this giant chunk of the of america that's in this like shitty socioeconomic situation that is actually getting worse and worse and then you have like the economists who sit and look at charts yeah and like of course people think that it's like not as good because they can't afford gas right and, and like your your economy is really the only economy that matters like yeah to you, is is <laughs> yeah. how your your personal economic universe is is the economy 
Exact, right, exactly. And so people, like, and I said this when, like, Trump was like, oh, the economy's so great because the stuff, that's, that affects Nobody. so few people. Yeah, those people are doing well. So the quote-unquote economy, the economist's economy is doing quote unquote, well, but people are getting evicted and people are living paycheck to paycheck and people cannot afford their debts and their liabilities are growing and their cash is not. So it's like those, they're right. It's just, and yeah, because people refuse to address that inequality is actually like the number one thing. So I they're think like, that's, oh, let's yeah. focus on unemployment and inflation and wages. It's like those wages are going up so slightly and it's inflation is out of control prices. Yeah. right so it's like no the people who are not doing who are doing poorly before are doing worse and there are probably more people who are doing poorly you don't really hear about people who are like oh i'm really upwardly mobile right now <laughs> only right. people who are already upwardly mobile are continuing to be upwardly mobile so that's why i think the perceptions are just completely off right not everybody has access to this like oh, wow, I paid off on my credit card debt. I don't have student loans anymore. It's like, well, student loans only affect, I mean, they affect the population that went to college that that had that access to, to begin with. And we know that women still haven't returned to the workforce as many as want to because this childcare situation has not been sorted out. There are shortages right. everywhere. I talked to lots of new parents over, over the holiday who say like they had to be on waiting lists for a while because they just couldn't get these places staffed up. So many have gone out of business and then been taken over by bigger groups that are having trouble hiring because I think we've talked like you can only charge yeah. so much for childcare. People can only pay so much. So and if they can't, then they're not working. And they don't feel like the economy is good. If I'm a if I'm a woman who left the workforce and I'm still stuck at home with kids and there's no way for me to go back because it's not the wages aren't really worth it and I can't afford childcare. I am not feeling positively yeah. about and the uh, prices uh, yeah. of a crib. You can't even get a crib. You know, all this shit. Like, get anything. Yeah, you of course think that the economy is bad because no one actually like talks about the definition of the economy correctly. Or no, maybe they do talk about it correctly, but like I don't think it's in a way that's relatable to the average person who's living in the quote unquote. Well, economy. exactly, because like what are we hearing? It's like, oh, there are shortages of new cars. Well, who's buying new cars? People who right. are doing okay. Like the people who are doing the worst. Like it, it, I think this is sort of highlights the distinction between like even having a little bit of wealth is so like life changing. Because yeah, you might be looking at income. You might be looking at somebody who makes like a six figure salary, but they might support 10 people. They might support their extended family. They might have medical debt. They might have student loans. Also, even if you have like a little bit of extra money that allows you to buy, let's little say bit. in bulk. Like even the ability to buy things in bulk makes it more makes it less expensive to exist. Like being poor is very expensive. It is it is so expensive to not have money. It is it's so fucked up in that way that it's like yeah, I mean, that's how Jeff Bezos doesn't even like pay for shit. He just was like, "Oh, I'll take a loan out against all the stuff right, exactly. I have." <laughs> like you can afford to buy this. You but instead he's like a bank will buy it. And, in, you know, they know I'm good for it, so they'll charge me zero interest. So I'm basically getting the thing for free. It's Precisely. like and – and on the flip side, let's say you don't have money. You're paying fees. You're paying a crazy interest rate, plus you're paying the fees because you probably can't make the payments. And, like, they're underwater. So it's just – it's it's ridiculous. I feel like I'm getting really intense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like the – the fortunate thing is that, like, yeah, will there be political consequences for Democrats? Probably if the midterms were tomorrow. But, like, 
Economists say that this might level out. I think that Biden is a damn fool if he does not forgive federal student debt in maybe six months or something, because the people that are going to have to like do it on September 1st, please. Yeah, the people that are going to have to start. Some of the reason people have been able to buy more stuff and have more savings is because they haven't been able to make those payments, which are going to which are going to resume. And it's like we talk a lot about how. Also, what makes the economy is doing so well without anyone paying their student loans. It's obviously right. fine. This is money. This this is money <laughs> that like the government hasn't been relying on. They can do it. They can do it tomorrow. So that pressure is definitely going to ramp up, and that'll be a that'll be that would a drive thing. so many people to the polls. I he's like, going to do I it. I think they're just timing it. If he doesn't, he's such I an idiot. I, I I think he's probably just not doing it because but they, they want to wait for the most the politically popular. They should forgive all of it. Like how? But can Biden forgive? Maybe private he can't loans? do – I don't think he can do private loans, but he can do federal. No, he, yeah, he can do those. But a lot of people don't have federal – No, it doesn't do. affect a ton of people, but it affects enough – we need whoever we can get. It affects also, enough people. Also, it's like the sentiment. It's like he gives we'll a shit an, to we'll do, do what he could. We'll do a whole episode on this. We'll do a whole episode on That's this. That's a good – yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's lots of sides to it, and it's a really interesting discussion about, like, whether it's regressive or – and and I whenever I read the the sort of final conclusion seems to be like it's the most impactful thing that that we can do right now. Like what else it's are we also doing? We like, got nothing else. It's also like the closest I think we could get to like any form of reparation. Exactly. Considering it's the like, biggest thing you can do for yeah, exactly racial equality. And like yeah, well, there's so much to talk about. We'll do an episode on it. We'll prep an episode, a holiday episode. Yes. <laughs> so many holiday episodes. We also episodes have a T-shirt come. that says uh, "Cancel Student Debt." Oh, shopbatches.com. Yeah. yeah. If you want to cancel student debt. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, where exactly. you can let everyone know. <laughs> and our prices have not gone up. Yeah, no six percent inflation here. No way. <sighs> that is our show. We will be back tomorrow and back with you all week. We're happy to be back. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. <laughs> I forgot. Until the end of democracy, this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.